0: You are now listening to the Purpose Edits
1: Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like school to be
2: successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's messing with it and get through it.
1: Welcome to the Purpose Edits Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, <laughs> Doctor Shane Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, nah. laughs> because you run businesses, going to get a new phone ain't an option.
2: No, I just got to get... take it out of I sleep just... mode. <laughs> I just try to get it. I'm trying to get it through the weekend.
1: <laughs> got you. I, I needed some context, <laughs> man. Huh? I said, I needed some context.
2: No, oh, no. Nah, nah. I went to the store last night and the salesperson, I ended up walking out on him. Why? Because I just wanted to file a claim. I have insurance on the phone. I want to file a claim. He mm-hmm. would try to sell me a new phone. So I went with him for a little bit. I was like, okay, all right, let's see, get a new phone. Ooh. So he gets to the phone. He said, all right, well, I can get you out of here for 117, right? And your bill, don't worry about your bill. What you need to do is just get your phone and then when your bill is due, have your wife come up here. I'm going to cancel the line and I'm like, and I just walked out. I said, all right, I'm good. Just give me the number for the insurance and I'm gone. And I left because you, you trying to sell me something and finagle something. I right. Didn't,
1: Listen to what you're saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have insurance. Like, you know, I'm good. I, I got home I... and <laughs> yeah, I got home and in two minutes my wife had a new phone, ordered
1: dude trying to hustle like li- just listen to his explanation like if your explanation is listen let me tell you what you need to
2: do yeah that's that, a rock <laughs> <laughs> it's a rock right there i left i just i was like yo just give me my give me my the insurance number and i mean he made it seem like the insurance was writing a dissertation or something i'm like i got one of those too man just give me my stuff let me go about my business man. <laughs>
1: You know, you try to give people a chance to do their job, right? Yeah. You recognize, like you said, I know he's trying to sell me. So, all right, let me hear you out right, just a little bit because yeah. I know you got to do your job. And then they go too far.
2: Yeah. The funny thing was, had he not said, I'm going to add a line and then I'll delete it right around your bill, I might have got the phone, bro. I might have got the phone on like 117. Okay, whatever.
1: That's just because you can.
2: Yeah, but then when he started moving stuff around and it took him, I was in the store 20 minutes before he even got to me a price. I'm like, and I asked several times, like, how much is this going to cost me? How's it going to fit? My-? Whoa, let me let me go in here and now. All right. Got all See, when I
1: when when I get in those situations, I stop them, right? I go time out. Listen, I'm in sales. <laughs> I know exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah. So let's cut all of that out. Tell me the price or I'm leaving.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With so your whole
1: sales pitch.
2: And that thing up. And I just wanted a phone. I just wanted my phone. I didn't need nothing. I just need to operate. Yeah. That's I it. Oh, well, I didn't need I didn't want anything new. You know? So
1: what people do, man. Yeah. What's yeah. new? What's new in the in, in the basketball world? Where are we at? We two weeks out now from from the games. Did did the championships finish up?
2: Yeah. Um yeah, the, the team that's been ranked number one all year, they won. Um, they won by four. Um, the team that they played was a team that played the team we beat twice, and I felt like we could have beat the team twice. I feel, yo, I feel like we could have won this sucker, man. I think last year or this past season, I'm still trying to get over it. But I think last season, and I think um, it might be a lesson in this. You, you know, you get what you ask for, and and we serve a big God. So my goal this season was to have a 500 record and make the playoff. And I did that, mm-hmm. but maybe it was just too small of a goal. Maybe the goal should have been was to win a state championship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And man, that's crazy. You got what you asked for.
2: I got exactly what I asked for. I got exactly what I asked for tenfold. So, <laughs> um, you know, shoot from no, no more small goals, man. You know, um, it just, it's been odd to watch to know that you actually could have been a contender. And it's just it's a different feeling because, you know, last first two years we was hitting on nothing. And then just to be in that conversation where, like, you legit see a path where you could have been there is rough. So no more small goals, man. No more small goals. No more underachieving. That's just life
1: now. Man, that's dope. That's dope. We'll use that to take us down. What blew your mind? Because that kind of blew my mind. I need to marinate on
2: that. Yeah. So you are what you repeatedly do. You are what you repeatedly do. A little story. Yesterday, um, one of my amazing trumpet players had a uh, uh, audition, a scholarship audition. And we typically do playing tests on Friday. So anyway, she did our audition the period before class. So she was done with the playing test. I told her that could be your playing test to for today. You good. When we got to class, she still set up with the rest of the kids and was ready to play. Mm. Where most kids would have took that day off Would have been like well I'm done I'm not even going to get out my instrument This young lady Took her instrument out still So I say you are what you repeatedly do Those good habits that you con- con- Consistently Display that work that you Consistently pu- put in That's who you are If I, I use this analogy yesterday If five days a week You wake up you smoke crack And then sit around the house And then that one day You decide to get out and go do some work them, them four days is more of a reflection who actually are you, you, you smoke crack. Yeah. This
1: is what you repeatedly <laughs> that, do.
2: That's, that's what you do. You're not going to be judged off that one day. You're not going to get the results based off on that one day. It, it's, it's them, them four. Yeah. that's yeah. The reflection. Yeah. So with the example, you are what you repeatedly do. Um, and, and, and there's, there's really no exceptions on that if you ask me.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know what? As I think about, as I think about what I wanted to talk about today, the the thought that comes to mind, and, and I I tell you where this where this comes from. I was talking recently, started mentoring this young man who's in college. And he in our conversation, I'm telling him what I do in terms of profession, I'm telling him, you know, about how Um, you know, I and some of the people that I I know in my circle have been able to be successful. And he said, you see, that's what I need. I need people in my life who, you know, think like that. I don't have enough people in my life who think like that. And so as we were talking and I'm telling him, you know, here's what you got to do. Here's some stuff you need to start doing. It it, kind of posed this question. Why do winners win? Why do winners keep winning? And so I said, let's bring that on the show. Let's talk about that. Why, why do you think winners keep winning? Um, winners keep winning
2: because they decide to do things others are not willing to do and, and move strategically. Now, I, I think it's, it's important that we completely talk about people with the silver spoon that has kind of been given opportunities we're not talking about y'all because y'all y'all are in a different category you you you've, you come from some kind of privilege and you've made it way but we're talking about getting it out in the mud building something winning you know focusing on the craft and doing it and i think from the perspective of if you look at people that consistently win and are consistently successful if you look over their regiment. If you look over the things they do on a daily, weekly, monthly, hourly basis, it will look totally different to others in their field that are beneath them. Mm. Period.
1: And it won't, it won't make sense to them or anybody analyzing what they do. Like you, you will hear their routine and you go, why do you do that? That, that doesn't sound like it makes sense. Yeah. So, okay, the, that would suggest that those people have a different trigger that flips their switch Mm. right so first i'm gonna ask you two questions do you feel like you're successful at this point yes or no yeah you do second what flips your switch when you think about getting up every day what what flips that switch for you just the commitment to
2: being my best Just period. I think I've said it on the podcast before. I think God has blessed me with a unique set of skills. And my job is every day to maximize those skills to the absolute fullest. Now, and and with that, I feel like I'm successful, but I still think I'm running about 20 percent of
1: what I could do. Hmm. So you would check the box that you're successful, but in that same breath feel like you haven't made it in essence absolutely so okay and and i agree with you i i feel like i'm successful or i've reached a level of success cuz i think that that's probably where my head goes i think that there are levels like you hear people say there's levels to this yeah. i think that there are levels of success because success for the, for lack of a better term is fleeting yeah you reach a certain point and it's like, yeah, you got to that level, but guess what? There's another level above that, that you haven't reached. So yeah. enjoy the moment that you got here. Great. You achieved that. But now let's get back to work. Cause you got, you know, more levels to accomplish. 100%. So when you think about people who are the most successful, is it because of what they do or is it because of their mentality? Is it a mindset? Which is it?
2: Uh, their mentality or their, what they do is driven by their mentality.
1: So you don't think it's the action? Because, I mean, you could, you could have the mindset to want to win, but you still got to do the work.
2: Yeah, but and that's what influences. The mindset is what influences the work. I think they kind of work together.
1: If you had to put a percent on mindset versus action, contributing to success, what percentage breakdown would you give it?
2: Depends. I want to say 60-40 towards the mindset, but if the execution is trash, then it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't pan. Um, I'm going to say
1: 50-50. You think 50-50? Yeah, I'm going to think 50-50. I say
2: 70-30. 70-30, which way?
1: 70-30 Mind- mindset. 70-30 mindset, and you know why? Because all my life, I believe this, even though we were told this by our coaches in sports, sports is more mental than physical, mm-hmm. right? So all of these sports are action-based, mm-hmm. but mentally, if you don't know the game plan, you don't believe that you can win, you don't have that winner's mindset, it don't matter what you do.
2: Yeah, but actions don't get you money. I mean, excuse me, um, mindset doesn't get you money.
1: Yes, they do, and I think you contradict yourself no, because no. you said you can create
2: the dollar. You said create the dollar. You can create the dollar, but if you don't act on that creation, you don't have right. many that's why, that's why when Les Miles says the most rich place on the planet is the Cemetery. cemetery. Because you had a bunch of people that had ideas, the mindset, the thought...
1: But never followed through, right, so that confirms that they go hand in hand. I just don't think that they're equal. I don't think it's 50 50. I okay. think I think because here's so you think about you think about let's take Kobe, for example, okay? Kobe is known his moniker is black Mamba. Black Mamba, yes sir. that is not an action. that is a mindset. It's a mindset, and it is it, go ahead. With Kobe,
2: analogy that I heard about him is he said, what if, you know, he said, you wake up and you train from 10 to 4 every day. If you wake up, you train from 10 to 4. But imagine if I wake up at 4 o'clock, train from 6 to 8, take an hour, train from 9, you know what I'm saying? Yep. He's naturally getting four more hours a day than everybody yep. else simply because he woke up three, four hours earlier than everybody else.
1: Yep, yep. And if he does it consistently, he can put a gap and keep gap continuing and, to and, widen that gap exactly. between him and everybody else.
2: So, whereas a person waking up at eight, conditioning in it from 10 to four, may still have a good mindset the action and the mindset of Kobe is just that much greater because he's putting in a lot more detail and a lot harder of the action. So I, I, I say the, the mindset has to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. They have to work in conjunction. There's, and if, if, if it's a 70, 30, 50, 50, 60, 40, that's, that's tomato, tomato. But from my, from my side of the fence, I think the action is what separates everybody.
1: Yeah, you definitely have to put in the work. And what we are arguing right now is the percentages. But I think that there is a lot of validity as we think about and talk to people who aren't in this mindset, who aren't winning, that they do need to place more of a percentage on having the mindset. And and I'll take it a step further. People don't digest enough information about the things that they are passionate about, about the work that they are doing. Because you could go out and shoot baskets right Mm -hmm. but how much do you study the technique digesting information watching film about shooting baskets shooting a three from the corner versus shooting a three from the top of the key you know in whatever your field is you're doing the work but do you become a student of your craft do you really break it down those levels and digest information continuously feed your soul which I think is all about the mental. And I say the other reason why I put that much emphasis on the mental mental part of it is because as adversity comes up, as you're doing the work, what keeps you going? You could physically just keep moving, but it's a mindset that tells you and corrects the behavior that says, all right, you're tired. I know you're tired and this is hard, but keep your elbow up and straight. Mm -hmm. Jump. Jump as high as you can every single time. Run through the finish line. Get up at 4 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I, I don't disagree, but I don't agree.
2: If that makes any sense. Like, I, I think on the percentages you said, I don't care. There you go. <laughs> on the percentages, I, I mean, tomato, tomato. You know, um, I, I, I see. And you know what? This could just be this just could be me seeing it through my rosy glasses that I'm looking through right now where I feel as though I have an execution problem. So for me, it's not the ideas. It's the actual executing of the ideas. So my percentages as of March 6, 2021 could just be simply based on where I am today in life. This may look different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This may look different um, in June.
1: For sure. So it you are successful or have reached a level of success. how did you become successful up to this point uh,
2: um work ethic I believe i I believe up until this point I've worked s- harder and smarter than anything around me or anybody that's trying to compare you know I don't feel as though I'm the best at what i I am the best that, that there is, but I feel like the, I am the best at what I do, if that makes any sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Not the best at what there, not the best there is in what you do. You're just the best at what you do, meaning yes. within your sphere Yeah, and your action, your activity, you are yeah. the best at doing that. Yes. I would agree. I would agree as an observer of how you operate, in order to, to do the things that you've done, yes, I would absolutely agree with that and I think that there's a lot of people that that don't look at it that way. In mm-hmm. essence, you know there's there's something to be said about competition and comparing yourself to others to push you. So did you did you look at others in your field and use that competition to become the best at what you do or were did you use others? to push yourself and prepare yourself above them, which would say trying to be the best in the field at what you do. Does that make sense? Kind of the opposite of what you said. Like.
2: I think I would pay more attention to others. Once I made it.
1: You don't pay attention to them on the way up. Nah. Nah. So what
2: do you use as a measuring stick? Am I maxing out what we're doing? Am I topping out what I'm doing? Like, it, 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 in, in order to, in order, you know, T.I. says it best, in order to, in order to kick ass, you got to bring ass, right? Mm-hmm. So, in order to even be in a conversation where I'm competing and talking best and this best, I got to at least be at a level where I'm in the room. Ah, ah. You know and that gotcha. to me is the key to, to a lot of stuff, man. Guys, you just got to be in the room. You got to be yeah. in the room. Okay, Um, nothing doesn't happen if you're not in the room. So that's been my philosophy, like focus on yourself, do what you're supposed to do, get in the room and then outperform.
1: So in essence. To get noticed, to even to even be considered competition, you got to first work your tail off. To yeah. get noticed.
2: To get noticed. That's where it is. And then once you notice, then you can look around and start comparing what well, they doing this over here. they doing mm-hmm. that over there. Like, for instance, with the basketball, I have literally went and looked at every 1A school on my side of the bracket that will be back next year. How many seniors are they bringing back? Because now I know what I need to do for next year. How more experience, who I need to beat, da da That wasn't something I was doing last year because I, I didn't even make the playoffs last year. So I'm talking, I got to get there first, but now that I'm there mm-hmm. and I'm watching these finals and I'm seeing, yo, we legit could have so now it just becomes a different level of work ethic, a different level of analyzation in order to get, same thing, with, same thing with the band. Like We've gone seven straight competitions, best in class, seven straight time, win the whole competition one time. We didn't, we didn't know that until we got there, and now that we're there, everybody's trying to catch up to us. But my job is now, how do you stay there? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think something there's something to be said about that is how do you maintain the endurance once you get there? How do you stay there? Because that's part of a winner's mindset, I think, so, too.
2: Maximization, brother, as I told you at the beginning, you have to. Me, I'm driven by being my absolute best or doing the most with the talents and the gifts that I was, um, given. That's just me. Some people are driven by money. Some people are driven by the fear of failure. Some people are driven by clout. Some people are driven by the, uh, the feeling of being successful. The, the perks that comes with being successful me, none of the above. It's simply, Hey, when you go see God at the gates, God's going to ask you, and I don't know if he's going to ask you this, but in my mind, he's going to ask me, did you do everything you can to maximize the things I've given you? Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to say, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like that.
1: <laughs> and walk right on in <laughs> like hey, JJ for what's happening.
2: What's up, granny? In-
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I get asked often. How do you keep this up? And I I told a guy, we were talking earlier this week, he kind of asked me the same question. How do you keep up the level that you've achieved in this, this level of execution? And I said to him, I said, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of people giving advice on it. I say, at the end of the day, everything starts and ends with you and your core, not your physical core, but what you believe on the inside about execution about work, about success, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to listen to someone wholeheartedly and take everything that they say uh, to be the gospel. I think too many people operate in absolutes. It's either this or that, Mm. you know, when they're listening to people, I either accept all of what they say or accept none of what they say. And I told him, I said, you can take parts of what this person says because it, fits in with your core beliefs and you can also take what this other person said because it also fits in yeah but you can't operate in absolutes the only absolute that exists is what you believe at your core because that is what you lean on in order to become successful and stay successful you know i think it absolutely goes with that let me let me ask you this this question if you had to give advice and, and you coach and mentor young people, so you probably are doing this on a regular. If you had to give advice, top three things a person would need to do to develop this winner's mindset, what are the top three things you would tell them to do and do consistently? Um,
2: set a goal.
1: Let me jump in to your point about this more uh at the beginning of the show when you said your goals uh what blew your mind. Would you add on now, set a goal that's bigger than what you would normally set?
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, go with that. Set the set a big goal, set a goal mm-hmm. that you can't, I think you said it before, you can't accomplish in a day, or that seems highly unlikely in mm-hmm. all likelihood. Um I'm not going to say study people, but study how to be successful at that goal. What does it take to be successful? What are the steps? How, what are the path? What is the path of others? Um, So set a goal, study the path and then just work like hell.
1: You know, it's funny. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but all of that aligned with one central focus. You said set a goal but then study a path to accomplish that goal. And I don't know if people caught that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, it wasn't it. just study in general. Yeah. It was study a path, a specific path to accomplish that, that goal. goal.
2: Yeah. people. Too many people get sidetracked and, and, and end up to and fro. And then, you know, sometimes you have to have, like you said, it can't be absolutes. So sometimes you have to allow that wiggle room to take a right, take a left. But, um, If you're gonna be centered, focused, and 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 goal goal oriented, you have to focus on the goal, and it takes um, dogmatic, all in, chips on the table type of focus, man. If you want to succeed at high
1: levels, yeah, and and get there in the time frame or close Mm. to that you would like to, you you like to. Hundred percent. My dad, my dad often often said, you know, you can you can take a lot of paths to get to your destination. You know, there's a lot of side streets. Uh, on the road between A and B, you can still get to your destination taking those side streets. But how much more time is that going to add to your journey?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: something to consider, you know, as you're, you know, moving along your path. What say you? I would say there's a a real there's a real positive effect to being able to visualize what it is you want to accomplish so like you said set a goal to go inside with that i would add you have to be able to see it and see it so clear that if you described it you didn't speak in generalities you were able to describe details
2: specific yeah
1: right and i'll give an example my wife and i we have this floor plan of this dream home and this dream home costs millions of dollars Mm-hmm. right but this is a this is that that goal that's so big it can't be accomplished in a day I got to work on it years in advance which mm-hmm. is what we're doing so yesterday she sends me a picture of the floor plan and my response was oh yeah I got that already not that she don't have it because mm-hmm. we actually printed off the floor plan and we have it taped to the wall in our room and it's across from our bed so when you first wake up you see it when you go to bed at night. You see it like you can't help but to see it over and over and over again. Like I literally could describe to you walking through this home because we went to go see a model. We drove 30, 40 minutes to go see the model that's up so that not only is the floor plan and pictures in my head, but I actually got a a physical connection with what this looks like. So when I do get discouraged or I do want to take a break, I got that image ingrained in my head and i think that people who are winners they can see their goals that vividly
2: that's that's awesome and i wish i had the ability i'm not a thing guy
1: a thing guy
2: yeah like you said like you have this vision of this house i'm i've never been a thing guy
1: <laughs> like i want this thing um well it's not it's not the that is driving me okay what this is the stuff that's in the subconscious our ability to have achieved this goal Mm -hmm. means that we worked strategically this hard to to get the goal yeah right when we get there we've established a life and a lifestyle and financial independence to be able to keep it
2: Yes, it, it's not the thing. It's the journey of the thing, and the, the the what you have created for yourself to get the thing. I get that
1: level of sustainability, that level of success. The thing, yeah, it's nice. It's good. It's it's gonna be grand. Everybody's gonna like it. It's gonna be dope. But can I keep it? Like people, people buy BMWs, and you can get a BMW for cheap. You can get one for thirty thousand.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. But can you maintain it? The maintenance of it. A lot of people don't know and realize how much it costs to maintain it until after they get it and at that point it's too late and you end up losing it or you lose other things as a result of trying to feed that. Yeah. That's a thing.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm more I'm more of a I guess my big cop high in the sky is f you money. Hmm. And it, the the level of freedom that comes with that and when I say f you money it means that if for some odd reason this is not jiving, I don't like it. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I don't want to come in. I'm done. F you. I'm gone. Let me go over here. Mm-hmm. But I have enough money sitting around to do that. Yeah. I ain't got a few money right now. I got. Can I have a uh the, the, something off the dollar menu money right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I have a dollar from you?
2: <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> you know. Um. But yeah, I I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's one for me, visualize and and, and be so vivid that it's that clear for you. Two is, and I think this is probably the secret that many people don't know about me. I think you know it, but people who aren't close to me is I believe that quitting is never an option. Not just not an option, but it's never an option. 100%. Um, I think that it it speaks to what they say about burning burning your boat right mm-hmm. you know they talked about i think it was the vikings when they would go to war you know against another another territory they would travel by sea and when they when their boats hit land they got out of their boats and set them on fire because to them mentally it said there's no way to go back we have no way to go back so we have Ooh, to take right. this over Ooh, i like that you got to burn your boats
2: i like that and i think that
1: there's a lot of people who go towards a a, a fight and they know that all else all else fails we could just retreat we could just go like get back plan- in the boat and go home huh
2: is that like a, i have a plan b well if this doesn't work i'm going to go with plan b
1: yes yes if you see it as a way out plan b could easily just be a pivot and we've talked about pivots, yes. which still position you towards heading towards the goal, right? You might go to war, realize that this path that y'all are going to take is now blocked. So we'll go around the side or we see an opening. So we're going to pivot and go this way. That could be a plan B that's still effective towards the goal. But there's a lot of people that plan B is the safety net. It's the way out. It's a young adult. Says, I push come to shove. If this fails, I'll just go to my parents and ask for money.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? But when all your resources, your other resources are gone, when you have no other options and you totally got to depend on you, quitting is not an option.
2: Yeah.
1: It's not. And so in my mind, that's how I keep going. And that's what motivates me is I burn my boats. Like I'm going down this rope. This road, and I can't go back. I have no way to go back. So, guess what? We're going to fight. We're going to fight till I I die. Yes,
2: sir. Yes, sir. I'm ready to Um, fight right now, boy.
1: That would be number two. And then number three is probably digest information that feeds your soul consistently, continuously. Mm. Digest information that feeds your soul continuously because. If we are all pitchers of water who have varying levels, as we give, we also need to get in a way we have Mm -hmm. to give to ourselves. And I think information that feeds your soul is how you refill your own pitcher as you Mm -hmm. pour out into others. Mm -hmm. You see people make these posts about, I'm always giving to somebody, I'm always giving to people, but nobody gives to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you gotta be self-sufficient, like you said. You gotta bring, like T. I said, you gotta bring some tail, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta bring it first. And I think you bring it first by feeding your own soul. You gotta study, you know, your own craft. Don't wait for people to come to you and hand out information to you. Take it upon yourself to digest information yourself and and develop a habit of how you digest information to feed that soul and that spirit. You know, hundred percent. I try to encourage people to do that, but I know that there's multiple layers within all of my top three. And I think that part of feeding your soul is being around people or going to sources, uh, you know, in the form of people who also do that for you. I yeah. think that that's a large part of why our friendship has been what it's been for so long. Mm-hmm at the end of the day I know that I'm gonna get my soul fed. I mean before we got on today you you, you uh, fed my soul yeah we,
0: minutes,
1: yeah yeah 30 40 minutes before we even got on yes, you so. know I think we've always done that you and, know th- that just made me think about this question we uh, another episode we talked about your circles and we talked about friends and you know people around you and this that and the other but if you wanted to quit would do you think, your circle would allow you? (laughs) If Um, you truly wanted to quit.
2: I I would say there are segments of my circle that would say, yeah, go ahead, quit. I would absolutely think there there are segments of my circle, but guess what? I don't talk to them about stuff like this. Hmm. (laughs) So Hmm. the segments that I will bring these ideas to and I talk about,
1: nah, they wouldn't. That would interesting, you wouldn't even talk to them, so I mean that that brings the question, obviously, why do you keep them in your circle?
2: Because you can't you can't um quit on people. you know there, there are people some people that unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, are are there with you. They're in your circle, you know, family, um, neighbors, close relatives, people you work with. But um, they gotta understand that like although we we we're we're here in the same space and time, we're going different directions, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not gonna let you in. Like I I don't need anybody around me that's gonna tell me to quit or that's gonna encourage me to quit or that's gonna talk me into quitting or convince me. I don't need those people around me. Not if I'm going this direction.
1: Right. Right. Everything ain't ain't for everybody. So in essence, you don't. I think you said it. You know, I guess the first part, which is the people that I would talk to about stuff like this wouldn't let me quit. So you understand the purpose that people in your circle serve. Yes. That's a good point. That's a good point. As you think about for our audience, as you think about your path and your circle, everything ain't for everybody, meaning you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing. You don't have to seek advice from everybody in your circle. And it's important to identify who gives you what.
2: Another case in point is success. I shot you a text this week about everything that I've been working on that happened for me last month. You're the only person I've told that. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Wow. Wow. Which, by the way, there was a part of me that was like, man, he's trying to stun on me. <laughs> <He> trying to <laughs> nah, stun brother. on me.
2: No, nah, like I told you, we're running different races, man. You win I'm running, and that I'm not running, and, um, you know,
1: I get it. I get it. That's just that's just who I am. I think that competitor spirit in me, Mm -hmm. you know, um, is just not going to allow somebody to just overtake me. If I'm running a race and I'm jogging at a pace, and then I look and you come, you know, rolling past me. Wait a minute, sir. All right. Well then, (laughs) tighten up your shoes, buddy. (laughs) That's why I rock with you. Tighten up, (laughs) man. Pat me on the back as you run by me. Tighten up. All right,
2: cool.
1: Let's do this. Let's close out, man. Let's close out. And this is one of my favorite quotes that I'm going to share with you. I don't know who wrote it and I don't know when I found it, but I found this a long time ago. It says, if you want to be happy for a day, eat a steak. Mm. Happy for a week, a month, a lifetime, then change your lifestyle. Mm. Change your lifestyle. Mm. That sat with me for so long. You want to be happy for a day? Go eat a steak. But for a week, a lifetime, you got to change your lifestyle. So today's topic was about having the mindset of a winner. Look at your lifestyle. Figure out what changes you need to make in order to achieve the level of success you want. And then put feet to pavement, boots to the ground, 10 toes down, get going. As always, we appreciate you rocking with us. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe. Help rate us on iTunes. Get Purpose Addicts moving up the charts. We're doing a lot of big things, a lot of great information and content being shared. Audiences continuing to grow. As always, live life on purpose. We out.